Good love our gracious queens are throughout their just queens. Their time has come. United Queendom. At United Queendom, we are huge fans of Fat Pigeon Art. The work by Sid Spencer is frankly fantastic and the website is fatpigeon.uk so he does digital prints mugs t-shirts and so much more of your favorite drag queens or of celebrities or anyone you can think of from the uk and across the globe they donate a percentage of all profits back to the lgbtqia community in brighton and you our lovely listeners can get a 10% discount using the code uqdm22 on all merchandise Get involved, guys. Hello, I'm Ed Dyson, podcaster, comedy writer, and stay-at-home dad with no children. And I'm Sam Dowler, journalist, broadcaster, and co-host with The Mo Host. And we host... United, United Queendom, Queendom! The number one British drag race podcast. Although our brand tends to be more number twos. Thanks for Tina turning us on. Now let's get on with the show already. Well, it's rare we open the episode being serious, but we'd like to dedicate this episode to Cherry Valentine, who sadly passed away this week. And unlike the other queen who recently passed away, I will not be joking about this because it is actually very, very tragic. Um, Sam, how did you feel about Only this? 28 as well. 28 and the, the first traveller queen to be on, on Drag Race. And she was also a mental health nurse. I mean, it, it sometimes feels weird when they die uh, referring to... Um, the drag name. So she was called George in real life, wasn't she? So I don't know whether to refer to her in drag or no, out George, of drag. George, George Ward. George Ward, um, who worked on a ward. Uh, so that makes it even more sense. Clearly she's a very nice person who spent their mm. uh, career, like, helping others. Do and, we know and... what happened? No, I think, as ever with this stuff, I mean, it's not nice to speculate, but I do think the absence of details sometimes... Is very telling, and mm. I think the way a lot of her season two sisters are uh, in their posts about Cherry, I think it's uh, it does point to one thing. But I don't. Think oh, they talk about men- they talk about mental health and reaching out and stuff, don't they? I've seen some of them. Yeah, they do. So I think it's um, you can kind of fill in the gaps, but it's probably best not to say. But um, yeah, that's the first queen Aww. we've lost in the UK franchise. Um, and yeah, very sad because it was only last week I was reading on Reddit, you know, I'm always on Reddit. Uh, there was a post about her and about how many people thought she should be a great queen for all stars. And she's had such a glow up and that she went too soon in season two. Because season mm. two was such a stacked season. They, they basically all could have probably been potential finalists if they weren't all yeah, on that totally. season. Um, so yeah, it's very, very sad. And that is sad. The only one who's died other than maybe Gothy Kendall, who died a few times on stage. Um, well, she never lived, that. so that was different. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never, I never watched that documentary she did, uh, Cherry, which was, I think, called Gypsy Dragon Proud or something. Uh, so I might check that out now on iPlayer. Um, <clears> is it on iPlayer? Because I'd like to see that too, actually. It is on iPlayer. Um... Well, it definitely was an iPlayer, and I don't imagine they would have taken it down. Um, no. But what's definitely on iPlayer is UK Season 4, Episode 1, which was touch and go for a bit, because with the Queen dying, it messed up our whole schedule. So people, listeners in the UK, know what's been going on, because you've had the same thing that we've had with iPlayer not releasing the episodes. Anyone listening abroad who's confused by what we were doing... I'll actually we'll explain in the Australia episodes, because this one actually is coming out on time. And... Since it's out on time, should we fucking rate it? Yes. Love um, it, hate I'm it, go- rate uh, it. 
I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 9 too. Not just because you did, I was going to give it a 9. <laughs> I, I know you are, but what am I? Um, basically, I just think, especially standing up against um, Australia Drag Race, um, this, this looks, it looks like UK Drag Race has like come into its own. Do you know what I mean? It looks polished. It looks like an excellent show. It's, it's so well done, so well edited. It looks, I mean, like the, the lighting, the stage, everything looks brilliant, don't you think? Oh my God. Well, you, t- you took the words right out of my mouth because it, it does feel like coming off the back of Down Under. It feels like you've had a one night stand with some real fucking big, fat, ugly mess. And then you've just done the walk of shame home. And then when you got home, there was this Adonis waiting for you. And it feels like maybe the Adonis is not as hot as I think. But after that, because it's just such a step up in quality. And it's what you say is so true. The lighting, the editing, it feels slick. It feels visually nice to look at. Um, and also it seems like a great cast. And the quality of the drag queens, of course, as well. Absolutely. So we did do a Meet the Queens episode. Check that out if you haven't. But um, we uh, have got their entrances now. And the first queen to enter the workroom is Danny Beard, who is doing a, <laughs> doing a little nod to Freddie Mercury and uh, all the 80s um, daddy kind of, what do you call those, kind of butch queen um, looks. And I actually... She out looks of- great. She did look amazing. Out of drag, I thought she had a weird scar on her forehead in the confessionals. But on closer inspection, it was a... She's got this weird little tinge on her fringe that's like a tint. Yeah, and well, it's like... there it, was like a blonde, blonde, like a yellowy blonde fringe underneath a hat, right? Yeah, but then at the end of the blonde fringe, it's like an uh, orange tips. And it looks weird, like a scar. And I, I do not like it, but I do like her. And she's giving big winner energy this whole episode, I think. I'm going to say that actually, I think out of, out of, um, out of drag, she's quite, quite, sorry. Stop it! The, do- <laughs> the dog. <laughs> uh, she, she loves um, Danny Beard. She says she's got a beard just like Danny and it needs to be addressed. So I'm dressing it. All right. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, but I think, I think I've dragged, she's, she's quite hot. No? Um, yeah, no. I would say no. <laughs> yep, I'm going to say no. Uh, <laughs> I think if we had to pick um, a guy out of this cast out of drag, yeah, maybe it would, would be Danny. But I mean, we are. We there's are a sort of a rough. There. There's a rough sort of vibe, like as in, like you know, you think they'd be a bit dirty. <laughs> well, that's just coming from Liverpool, really, and that's no offence to people from Liverpool, but obviously there is always that scouse roughness. <laughs> I'm from Huddersfield, Yorkshire. Trust me, I can say it. We're all we're all no, from the no, same. Club. No one's more no one's more scummy than us. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> I think um, has he had his lips done? Well, I mean, I assume so. They all have, haven't they? It actually, look, you can tell when a queen hasn't now because she sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. She definitely had a sore thumb because she stuck it out. Stuck it up her bum. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you need to. Uh, sometimes nights do get lonely. Uh, no. Second in, it's um, Baby. So, Baby. Oh, hate, hate the name, like the drag queen, though. Well, I already bitched about the name and Meet the Queens, didn't I? Because I said it's bad branding. But I didn't think she, she came in and she looked like she barely had any makeup on. I thought she looked like she had more in the confessionals than in the in her drag look, and so for me that was an immediate uh, turn off. Bad baby. Um, it's it's bad baby. Baby she, needs what? changing into is something she, with makeup. Is... <laughs> babe, baby did a doo-doo! <laughs> Can we abort this baby, or is it too late? No, I'm joking. So that's 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said no. <laughs> what is it? One of, the, one of the drag queens says at the confession says, "Oh yeah, I just said that to be funny, and and then it wasn't." Let <laughs> 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 me laugh. Um, is she the one? In, is she the one in the VTs with the big wedge hair? No, that is Black Pepper. Oh, shit. to be fair, we watched this. Um, what day is it today? Sat- Saturday we're recording and we watched the episode on Thursday mm. and um, yeah. I have already forgotten baby so I'm just going off my notes but I actually do not remember her so that's not a good sign for her but I do remember no, Pixie and it's, Polite and it's, also, it's, also not, it's also not a good sign to have a forgotten baby either <laughs> no I mean we've all done it before when you put it on top of the car and then you forget to put it in the back yeah. and you drive off yeah. mm. oh my god I just, I just drove back from Cornwall to Devon I'm in, currently in Devon and um, I put my Devon is a place on earth cough. I always say it <laughs> Devon is a place in southwest England, um, and Let's I put my um, and I put my coffee on. I've got a Costa from the garage, and I put it on top, and I nearly drove off with it on the top. And then, but then when I was in the car, I was actually listening to UK Drag Race for you know, not obviously not watching it. It was playing on my iPlayer, but I was looking at the road. But I was listening to it just to refresh myself a little bit, and. Uh, yeah, and also drinking so that's coffee. That's why you don't remember which eat... one's which, because you've only listened, you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't Exactly. <laughs> and I was eating a feast. I was eating a feast as well. And um, well, basically just uh, driving. Can I just tell you, that I wouldn't advise driving down little two-way, windy, one-lane roads, drinking a coffee, eating a feast, and watching iPlayer all at the same time. Because it was a bit of a disaster. When you say and... feast, you mean the ice cream? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Oh, I love them. So they're, they're really I know, old I just, school. I, I, just, I just had a real fancy for one. And then, you know, basically, obviously, a lump of it dropped off onto the steering wheel and then into my lap. And the coffee, I spilled the coffee on all over the gear stick. It was just a fucking nightmare. It was just brown everywhere, basically, though. Um, <laughs> Literally, do you, brown Do you eat everywhere. it all around the edges? Especially, and then especially in my pants. <laughs> That's a different story. Um, no, I, no, it was too, that was too fiddly for, for dry. Normally, I would do, but it was too fiddly because I don't even particularly like the big lump of chocolate in the middle. I prefer if it was just all ice cream, but, um, but yeah, no, I did That's it. I crazy. just ate it all, you know, normal. Yeah. I know, madness. <laughs> um, can I ask you a personal question? Are you, are you someone who gets into pumpkin spice lattes from Starbucks? Um, no, I am not. I like a, I like a caramel latte from Starbucks and nothing else. Well, I hate Starbucks, period. Uh, that's the new flavour. Uh, bloody period. No, <laughs> I hate Starbucks in general, uh, but I do it's love... A bit metallic f- it's a bit metallic for me, their period one. <laughs> oh, it's bloody say. awful. Right, uh, let's move on anyway. But I do love them and they're not sponsoring. I just want people to know because I think it's important. Um, so, look, Pixie Polite, speaking of eating, she says she had cameras for breakfast. That's why she makes that joke. It's quite an old joke, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. camera adds £10, so I had too many for breakfast. Um, and they set up a bit of a rivalry with Danny. They're both quite um, old school cabaret queens. And she's hoping to b- break the Brighton curse because, of course, Joe Black went home first season two from Brighton. And then last year, well, it was actually this year, Anubis left on season three. So and there was, um, we... and wasn't, wasn't, wasn't thinking about, wasn't... Um... Gothy Kendall season one. I don't think she was Brighton, was she? No, um... Gothy. The one with the, ha- one with the hairy ass cheeks. I thought she was from Brighton. Ginny Lemon. Um, mm. I don't think she was from Brighton, but even, she didn't go home first anyway. But I guess it could be a curse just because she, she didn't win, but... Fancy a slice! <laughs> Fancy a slice of my hairy ass! 
so, definitely not. No, thank you very much, but appreciate the offer. Um, Sminty, um, she comes in. Uh, she's in a helmet. It's quite a, gr- a good look. She's very, very polished. Speaking of gothy, she is gothy's drag daughter. Um, and she says, "Let's ride, losers," which is quite a shit line. Doesn't she? Doesn't she say granddaughter? Maybe she did say granddaughter, yeah, which is kind of crazy because Gothy herself is quite young, isn't she? I think. She so that really means young. that that means Gothy. So that means Goth, one of Gothy's daughters had a daughter. Yeah, although in the drag world, you don't have to be an age thing. So I guess you, if you start dragging your thirties and your drag mum is twenty-one, she's still your drag mum. You don't have to actually be older than them. But usually, oh. usually you would expect that they would be older. So it's quite weird that mm. they've managed to get this far down the chain from Gothy Kendall. But mm. yes, true. Well, I was. Do you know what? I t- while I'm in Devon, there so there is a. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to a, a drag bingo at Ooh, uh, this lovely. club. This this club called Masquerade in uh, Barnstable, where my sister's moved to and my mum's moved to as well. So I've never. I've been there to the office. I've had a look around and stuff, um, but I've not actually been there. So I'm very excited. They're very old school. Um, like hello, darling. So I'm really. I'm. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to get. S- can you get? Do you get? I've not been to drag bingo before. It's just normal bingo. Yeah, but um, the drag queen obviously hosts it, and then it tends to be a bit more um, more cheeky and innuendo than a regular bingo. So regular bingo, they'd usually just do the straightforward legs eleven, all that stuff, don't they? But drag, you'll get a bit more big hairy cock number seven or something like that. I don't know. Well, I did. Well, my sister was like, "Can I? Can I bring um, my daughter?" And she's eleven, so I asked her. I asked. Um, the Stephen Masquerade, and she said, and she said um, "Your sister's daughter is too young for bingo. I'm afraid it's definitely over 18s with Dixie and Joy Normus." <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell us she can go away in the dark room until we are finished, and then we will. No, I'm joking. Um, but <laughs> I actually wrote the um, the drag bingo for Charlie Hyde's. Remember Charlie Hyde's from season nine? Oh yeah. She- I wrote her drag bingo for her a few, well, probably like three years ago now, because it's before COVID. What, say so all the jokes and stuff? Yeah, I cleaned up her stand-up set, added some new material, and then wrote all the numbers from one, I think it goes all the way up to 90, and there had to be a different comment for each one. Well, all of them? Every single number? All of them, yes. That was a, a long day at the office. Um, but I put... Six, I put two, 66... One less than the devil. No, that doesn't work. That's why you didn't do it. No, um, I put more effort into that than Charlie Hyde's did on our lip sync anyway, that's for sure. God bless you, Charlie. <laughs> you know we love a bit of Charlie on this podcast. Um, right, so, I mean, Sminty to me, overall in this episode, she's giving me very polished, but also, um, I don't know, I just don't think she's going to bring it in the performing challenges, but I could be wrong. No, I agree. Yeah, agreed. Um, Starlet comes in. Uh, she says... Drag Alexa, okay, play Get Out of My Way by Kylie. But she just says it really quietly and it lacks oomph. Like, if you're going to make a joke when you come in, you need to deliver it with a bit of confidence, not sort of mumble it. Um, but, also it's, but also, it's not also it's not really a joke. So, it's a bit... I don't get it. What, is she, telling, is she saying people should get out of the way? It's a bit word. I think she's saying the other queens need to get out of my way. But, yeah, it was quite clunky in the delivery and just generally as a joke. But I am guessing... Because I did predict on the Meet the Queens that she seemed like someone who maybe could go far, could be a wild card. And she's very quiet Mm. in this first episode. So I reckon we're going to see a big 
uh, coming out of her shell growth arc with her as the season goes on, because she definitely seemed a lot more confident in the Meet the Queens. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And she's just got... There is a sort that of a... That bloody dog! I don't see <laughs> I don't mean Starlet. <laughs> she... <laughs> All right, I'm going to put her out. You want to go out, baby? Right. Put her down, put her down. Die, my baby! <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had enough oh, shit God. babies on this episode as it is. <laughs> my ba- your baby, your baby's dead! That's from, that's from The Simpsons. You remember, have you ever seen that episode where the doorbell rings and, and Homer and Marge go to the door and some woman goes, goes Mar- Marge and Homer Simpson, your baby is dead! And then it goes dead serious about something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead serious about about problems around the home. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember that one. And they were, like, uh, adding the f- uh, bubble wrap corners on everything. That's right, yes, yes. We'll Classic, be recapping The Simpsons um... soon. Just, just 3,000 <laughs> episodes. I'm sure we can race through them. Um, so John Burst, who, as we all know, I'm not supporting in any way because of the name... Um, she says, blonde isn't a choice, it's a lifestyle. I might have misquoted that, but I think that's what she said. Um, she looked good in her black outfit. Um, she looked better than I thought I'd meet the queens, but she's not, she's not proving very memorable for me. No, there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of real standout queens in this bunch, so um, you need to speak up a bit, do you know what I mean? You need to stand out a bit. And I, I did, I, unlike you, I don't mind her name, and I did actually like her, um, her tweedy get-up in Meet the Queens. But, um, but yeah, I agree. It's all a bit, um, just all a bit meh. Yeah, I agree they do need to speak up a little bit. <laughs> they really need to speak up a little bit <laughs> so next up Black Pepper who um, is the one you were thinking of earlier has a very memorable yeah. uh, confessional look she says fuck salt because Pepper's here quite a snappy little line and says she's yeah. the season of the season which is also a good tagline and this confessional did quite catch me off guard I must say it was giving me Whitney towards the end mm. but yeah she's she's cool she's like instantly likeable and as she proves in this episode can kind of bring it well like... i i certainly would never think that uh, a drag queen name would be talking about a drag queen named after peppa pig dressed up as mr blobby but um here we are <laughs> yes i like that she leans into the weird of it and i think that is a big, <laughs> big part of success and the, on pink. and the pink and the yellow um so just may um she comes in says girl power know what i mean um yeah. Well, the worry the worry you had about Just May was that she was a bit dry and a bit boring, and um, and I was like, well, maybe she's just that's her humour. But I think we've seen in this episode that it isn't. <laughs> she is just a bit crap. And I do think I did predict she'd go home first and meet the queens. So so far, I'm doing quite well. Um, yeah, and well I predicted done, Black Pepper would get to the final, and she's already got. Well, as we'll see, gets a first win. So, and I think it's funny as well how they said. I, I think it was. Um, I think it's Danny Beard was like, because more than a few comments are made about about uh, Just May's makeup, and like, and when they and when they do the bit where it where it cuts to her face and it says it looks like she's about to burst into tears, it does. It does. <laughs> it's funny. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't think her makeup was as bad as everyone was saying. I thought that was one of the the better things about her. But um, did you notice as well? I don't know if this is rude to point out, but they never addressed she has quite a prominent birthmark in her confessional. Well, out of drag, I mean. And I don't know, it just um, seemed like on drag no, race, we're, I, I we're think, so used. I, 
I think they would have done, if she was in it for longer, They she would have had a, um, during the workroom, like, oh, I've got a birthmark and I've, you know, I use makeup to cover it up and blah, 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 blah. So that's why, you know, you'd get the backstory, but there wasn't enough time. Yeah, this is like Joe Black with the Tourette's. If you go home first, you'd, you, it's quite hard to jam your sub story in because mm. there's so much going on the first episode. <laughs> jam your sub story in. <gasps> Baby, I, I've, got, I've got loads of diseases. Wait, 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 I've got dyslexia. Oh. <laughs> Things have been very hard for me because sachet away. Oh, but I hasn't finished. No, <laughs> save it for all stuff. So we've got. I've got. I'm, I've got cancer. Oh shit! <laughs> Good luck with that. Sachet away. Um, I always forget. Oh, it's Dakota Schiffer is her name. I'm struggling to remember this queen's name. Um, mm. I thought her look was awful, which was surprising because I liked her look in the Meet the Queens. Um, mm-hmm. She had a really stiff walk. Um, and she stiffy that walk <laughs> stiffy that walk <laughs> i would walk to a stiffy um <laughs> it's quite hard to walk with a stiffy and she unlike just may gets her um stats in quite quickly you mentioned being trans but i guess it's like something you you need to mention quite quickly especially because she is the first trans queen on uk drag race but um i welcome think, darling i think similar to what i said about um oh fuck i've forgotten her name starlet I think she's going to have a big arc because she was so stiff this episode and a little bit shy. But then later when she lip synced, I saw a bit more of a revelation. So, yeah, but I'm going to quote a, a quote a dear, dear friend of mine who told me very recently that um, the Meet the Queens is filmed after the series. It was me um, who told you that. Are you quoting me? Yeah. Yes, you prick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Oh, um... Yeah, so I think because maybe, you know, like you were saying, like this is only the first episode, obviously, and because you liked her in the Meet the Queens, she you, you it could be because she was in the whole series, did really well, and then obviously has loads more confidence in, when the Meet the Queens came around. Yeah, so I think you can see a little bit in the Meet the Queens how the season went for various people. Mm. While we're on the subject of trans, by the way, I just wanted to talk about a little drama to do with American Drag Race. Got so much to fit oh, in. Go on. But Gottmik, Gottmik sort of revealed that there was a queen on season 13 who was very transphobic on the set and quite <gasps> racist. And calling Gottmik, the t- calling Gottmik the T-word and calling the black queens um, uh, words that you wouldn't call black queens, racially insensitive words. And it was revealed by Candy Muse that it was uh, Elliot with two Ts, which apparently explains why a lot of the queens were really quite hostile towards Elliot. You can see it on the show and oh. off the show. Apparently she was, oh. um, yeah, getting away with quite a few slurs on the set. That Has were... she addressed it? No, because it's all been quite contained on Reddit. So it's not been making, I think because Elliot's not a very famous queen. They've not been um, writing news articles about it, but it's been on YouTube. Mm. They've posted the clip from Got Mixer show that she does with Violet, which I forgot what it's called. Hey Gorge, I think. Violet Charchki. Violet Charchki, yes. Um, but then Candy named the name. And I'd heard rumblings about this before on Reddit, but it seems like it's out there now. And Elliot with two Ts. People are calling it now Elliot with three Ks. <laughs> three Ks. You're, de- <laughs> You're definitely hear rumblings from Candy Muse for a start. But um, secondly... But Elliot with three Ks is funny. But... um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you know, he maybe comes from, like, you know, slightly rednecky sort of Trumpy sort of area and therefore just, just assumes that's what you do, which is obviously ridiculous because you're a fucking drag queen. Um, yeah. So can, I say cancel. 
Yeah, they said that um, it didn't seem like Elliot was doing it with malice. It was more just like in a funny, like jokey way. But um, the queens had repeatedly told her it wasn't okay, and she just wasn't listening. So she did seem quite deluded on the show. To be fair, um, Copper Top. Do, do you remember when that happened? Do you remember when? Do you remember when that happened in Big Brother? After the whole race row, um, I think I can't remember who it was with the N word one with Emily. Oh, Emma. Yes, yeah. where she says, you're pushing, it, you're pushing it out, you, and bleep. And then everyone was like, what? <laughs> Stupid bitch. Well, the funny uh, thing about that was, well, it wasn't funny, but she said it to Charlie Ulchia. Was that her name? Yeah, yeah. And Charlie laughed when she said it. And then you could see the cogs turning in Charlie's head when she, after five minutes, realised, oh, wait, I really... <laughs> she realised she could kind of turn it into big drama and then did. And then... Emily was swiftly booted out and it turned into this, like, massive, massive drama. But, um... Oh, so you think she wasn't really offended, um, and No, therefore... I don't think Charlie was. Um, no. If you watch the clip, Charlie was not offended and then she kind of reflected... Unless it just took her a while. I can see sometimes how maybe she was genuinely offended, but you just don't... You're so shocked in the moment, maybe. Your instinct is just to laugh or... So I don't know exactly what she was thinking, but it felt like Charlie was more mm. going after the, um, the the reality TV potential of the moment rather than anything else. Oh, definitely. And I'm looking forward to the new, the new series of Big Brother. Actually, I'm going to watch it from the beginning. Are you? Uh, yes, I'm going to watch it from the beginning. I'm very excited about it. I think it's long overdue. And uh, I just hope, I just hope they, uh, they said they're going to put like a diverse cast. So I hope they do that, but I hope they put like older people in there as well. Cause I know we talk about it a lot, but I hope there's older people in there too. Not just fucking lo- Love Island wannabes. Well, I hope, and I don't think that this is going to happen. I hope like in the early seasons, they show the hot men naked in the shower. <laughs> Mm, but you know what I mean? It's not the storyline. Well, I just think when you're young and figuring out your sexuality, I think those shows that when you're not like quite into porn and stuff yet, I think those shows were mm. for a lot of us the first glimpse of of naked men or naked women, and I think it's I think it's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, babe. So titillation is what you're in for for uh, for Big Brother. Don't you find though with stuff like Big Brother? And Love Island, the crush or any reality TV, the crushes you form on them are very different from normal celebrity crushes because they feel a bit more real because you, because you're watching them every night and they seem like real. Well, because you feel like you're getting to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you feel like they're an actual friend. Yeah. So it's like you can fancy Harry Styles, but you don't really fantasize thinking, "Oh, I'm going to be with him." But when it's reality TV, you actually can get quite um, carried away with your fantasies because you're like, "Well, I probably." Can meet them. So what I'm getting from this is you fancy somebody on Big Brother, <laughs> masturbated about them furiously, and basically were in love with them. <laughs> it was the blind one. Um, was his name Mikey? That was it. He was the one. I, the one I had the most chance with. Did it, he didn't win, did he? he? Came. Did he come second his year? Um, Season he, four. He was really. Yeah, cre- I think really so. creepy. Actually, wasn't he? <laughs> no, I used to fancy. Re- I used. To, I used to fancy Rex on Big Brother, the ginger one. Um, I am um, one size penis as well. I don't... <laughs> and from ginger nuts to other ginger nuts, <laughs> which is Copper Top, who says, "I've got what does she say? I've got, I've got <laughs> so catchy. I've got ginger nuts out. Put the kettle on and pop in a tea bag or something." And they're gagged that she's 38, which is quite depressing. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just say how depressed I was when I... The, the two times... The first time I watched it and the second time I listened to this episode, I was like, fuck you. They were like, oh, scandalous, she's 38. Fucking motherfuckers. 
You can do drag at any age, they said. What, even the so old as 38? God. Well, it's crazy because a few years ago on Drag Race, you'd have like Tempest de Jour on there at like 60 and they'd be having this conversation. It's like, oh, now we're having the conversation if you dare to be 38. It's like, Christ alive. <laughs> it's really know. not that old for a drag queen. Exactly, and all and like the, the well, the drag queens at Masquerade, for example, like where I'm going tomorrow, they're like, I think he's seventy. So fucking good for them. They started in the Jurassic period, um, and then we've got oh, two more queens. The penultimate is Lefil, who um, I've complete. Oh, I do remember. Uh, her voice is a bit of a shock, like someone you wouldn't expect, expect that voice to come out of. And she mentions Davina because she's from Brig House, like Davina De Campo. Where is that? It's near me, near Huddersfield. It's West Yorkshire. It basically oh, yeah. is Huddersfield. So, yeah, it's my neck of the woods, but she's not my favourite. Um, but she mentions that there aren't many Chinese drag queens because they focus on academia instead. So she's a rare treat. So she's A very rare like- find. She's very likeable, but I just don't see her as a major competitor for some reason yet, but I could be wrong. I often am. Yeah, no fair dues. And then finally, we've got the um, gag of the season, which is Cheddar Gorgeous! Oh, fucking yeah. Save the best to last. Well, she looks amazing. She's like, intrigued. I think you will be. Um, I didn't realise... I love her accent as well, don't you? Yeah. She's got a really sumptuous, syrupy voice. Her voice is amazing. I could listen to it all day. And mm, she, um, they mm. really acknowledge her as a legend, which I didn't think they would. Because mm. I didn't... Um, they're all saying, you're the first drag queen I saw. You inspired me to do this. And she's just in the middle, sort of, lapping up the praise, really. So, I mean, from the get-go, she's getting kind of... But this is why I like her as well. She doesn't... Um, there's not literally not a hint of arrogance there. Everyone's like, yeah, da-da-da-da. And she's just like, oh, you know. Not awkward either. Just like, just respectful and lovely oh fucking love her yeah i mean she's giving all that you all that you can as a winner so far um all she needs now is to slay the competition um yep so rue comes in to remind us that the prize is your own series which we've seen the success of those previous series (laughs) christopher sarch doesn't even come out yet but i'm sure it'll be just every bit as every bit as world changing as lawrence's and the vivian's one (laughs) have you watched lawrence's or the vivian's of course i haven't i've I've joined the rest of the population of the globe by not watching it but um some people did is it a web series or is it on live because i know there's um there's um isn't there larking about with Lawrence Cheney, that's an iPlayer, isn't it? Or is or is that on World of Wonder? I'm not sure. Well, the one that she um, won will be on World of Wonder, I think. But yeah, it might be larking about, but I don't think we're missing out on anything. Um, the mini challenge is paying tribute to the Spice Girls and their 2012 Olympics performance. And this is how you and this is how you start an episode. This is how you start a new season of Drag Race with the photo challenge. It's great. Well, they're very lucky that that wasn't centred around the Queen, because a lot of the previous ones have been, so they got lucky, because that could have been oh, quite, shit, yeah. quite an editing job. But yes, they went with the Spice Girls. Do you remember when they did the Olympics? I mean, of course you must. Uh, yes, I did. I thought it was amazing. Um, that was a really... It was amazing. It was a really um, 
proud time to be um, a Londoner and to be British. Um, I it was thought the last the, proud time, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I thought the um, I thought the opening ceremony was incredible. I thought the closing ceremony was incredible. I thought the whole thing was wonderful. And yeah, and the and obviously the, um, the Spice Girls being there, all five of them, they had to do it. It was astounding, and they looked and and it just it was just a brilliant moment, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think that was the last time Victoria has been with them. She obviously wasn't in the last tour, but I do believe she is going to join them next year at Glastonbury, headlining. So, Mark, well, you, mean words, the, you, the, you mean the legends, the, the legends stage? Well, I heard it was the legends stage, but then Katie Hind, who we know, she did the story in the Mail on Sunday recently that they were headlining. Unless she's got confused, because the legend slot sometimes is considered a bit of a headline slot these days. It tends to draw a bigger mm. crowd than the um, the actual headlining slots. But yeah, I had heard it was going to be the legends. So um, yeah, it would that's make more I, sense. And also, yeah, wouldn't because they because they haven't exactly got. And new music, do you know what I mean? Have they? So I mean, which is a shame because I, I really, I would buy an album of the Spice Girls. So I, you know, I'm, I don't know why they haven't done any new music in so long. But there well, we go. if it was good, I mean, remember when they brought out headlines? That was awful, truly awful. <laughs> yeah, it was crap. You're right, really bad. Um, so not April, just May. Uh, Rue's trying to make this a thing. I think with um. With just May. I mean, it's not going to be a thing, because as we know, she goes... It's just May! She... I mean, this is made for her with the whole Jerry tribute thing. Um, But she's just still not giving that much energy. She's just one no, unfortunately. And whether whether she's standing on, you know, a... I loved what she said in the VTs, though, about how... um, you know, when she was younger, like she was loud and ginger, and everybody took the piss out of her. And then the, obviously the Spice Girls came out, and like, and I, if I was Jerry, I'd love to hear that because it was it was quite moving that you know that that's why she loved Jerry so much. Yeah, I suppose I just can't get over that monotone. Um, so Peppa, she was just wowing on the mini challenge, wasn't she? Just getting in oh, every yeah, pose. Clearly, she's going to be an amazing dancer if we get to see her lip sync. and the, So bendy. And her picture was amazing, but even... I don't even think the picture did justice to the poses she was striking, so... No, not at all. No, there was there were bound to be some amazing pictures there. And then it wasn't a great start for Starlet, because Rue says she's softly spoken, which tends to be a bit of the kiss of death. But I assume, like I said, that this is going to... I d- dare say light a fire under her ass, because you know how much I hate that, but... Give, <laughs> eventually... This, this, Last week really lit a fire under me. <laughs> it's um, episode eight in the competition and I'm starting to realise that we are on Drag Race <laughs> and someone is going to win. And, I, and I've just realised that every week someone goes home. I mean, I don't know why it took me so long, but I have just realised. Um, I also thought it was quite cool that Rue knew Cheddar and almost gave loved, her... Loved that. That was great. And, and Cheddar again took it all with grace and aplomb. And was still dirty by saying, like, oh, my slit gets bigger when it's wet. But <laughs> man, with her voice, it still manages to have a bit of sophistication to it, doesn't it? I know, that's just gross. <laughs> but Black Pepper wins the mini challenge, I think, very deservedly. Um, yeah. A few other ones. Who else did I think was good? I thought Danny Beard was quite good. I thought, but, you know, I thought Black Pepper was the obvious winner. Yeah, it smashed it, really. And then for the maxi challenge, you have to do two looks on the runway. The first one is keeping it 100, which is celebrating the BBC's 100th anniversary. And the second one is Rua You signature look. So what would you do Rua, for BBC? Rua, Rua, Rua are you? Who would I do for BBC? Um, ooh. You haven't, done a question, you haven't done a question where you sprung it on me and thought about it yourself first in a long time, actually. Um, I actually haven't thought. Well, I, <laughs> I was thinking EastEnders, and then Just May kind of did it, 
and also her idea was better than mine because I was thinking Doc Cotton. And then I was... Th- yeah, but that would be good, though. Or maybe... um, or, may- or I know. I know who I'd be. Um, Mrs Slocum from Are You Being Served? Oh, I've never seen that. She's the one with the curly hair, Mrs Slocum's pussy. Hello, darling! Okay, well, I'll take your word for it. Um, Mrs Slocum's pussy. You must have heard of that before. I have heard of that. I mean, I know the show. I've just never watched it. Oh, no, um, I don't think I've watched ooh, it. It's terrible. Ooh, ooh, I could do... Actually, this would be quite... I'd love to do Fleabag, but then I guess visually she's not very... It's more of a personality thing, Fleabag, isn't it? Mm. Oh, I tell you what I could do. A drag version of the Cybermen from um, from Doctor Who. So you could be like all chrome and like amazing makeup and stuff. Doctor Who would have been... I don't like your take on it, but something from Doctor Who could have been good. <laughs> Thanks. Maybe a drag Dalek. Yeah, what I said was a drag Cyberman. It was, it was, it's not that much different. Well, I don't know what a Cyberman is. I haven't really watched Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Who's robot. Who of Who Are You? Do you, want, do you want to tell you what the BBC is as well? The BBC is um, a channel... No, basically... Well, when I search the, for it, it means something else, OK? On my, on my internet <laughs> The Cybermen are the ones, they're also robots, but they're all silver and they look like they've got handles on their head. Well, they sound fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> we talk about the guest judge is going to be Dame <laughs> Joanna Lumley. Have you ever met her? Uh, no, I've met Judy Dench, but I'm um, not... Miss... Well, that's oh, a different person entirely, I? really, isn't I think it? I'm... Maybe I have done. Because she's got quite bad teeth, I remember thinking. Yeah. I met her... I once... When I was freelancing at Best Magazine, they sent me to interview Joanna mm. Lumley, and I got half an hour sit-down with her in a hotel. Because she was no prom- way! She was promoting this uh, Gurkha range of chutney. Oh, yeah. And, um... She was one of the loveliest people I ever interviewed, because I was quite young at the time, quite green. And she was so nice and so, um what do you call it, when, disarming, or when you just put someone at ease. Mm. Very lovely woman, very warm, very fun. Um, so I've always, I mean, I loved her anyway, because obviously I'm fab, but she's always, whenever people ask me who's the best person you've interviewed, she always crops up as one of my options of like someone who I really enjoyed speaking to and it didn't feel like an interview, it just felt like a nice chin wag. Like and, nice she gave, oh. and she gave me loads of free chutney and it was delicious. Oh, my God. And it is this week's sponsor. Maybe they could sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gone out of... Um, I think it was just a short-term thing. She was trying to... Because she is a Gurkha, or her dad's a Gurkha or something. I still really yeah. don't understand what a Gurkha is, but that's what the interview was meant to be about, so I guess we got isn't, sidetracked. Uh, isn't it... You get, you, you get them in jars, don't you, with... Um, they're, like a, they're like a type of pickle. That's it, yeah. So that was why the chutney got brought into it, yeah. <laughs> um, so they do a little bit on... Just May with body image. Um, so I could kind of tell that, I mean, I already thought Just May was going home, but I think it was obvious they were trying to get whatever story they could out of her um, because she was not long for this world. Um, but, but sadly for you, they didn't mention her birthmark, and I know you were, you were waiting for that. Yeah, maybe they'll release that as extra footage. Um, on the runway, RuPaul gets her wooden legs out for uh, a look that I thought was quite cool. It was like violet feathers... Quite, um, she tends to do this wooden UK. legs out. What? Well, she jo- she jokes that they're wooden, doesn't she? <laughs> That's her joke, like, not like, mine. Like from, like from, um, like from Family Guy. Yes, <laughs> yes, like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she looks good. I give her a hit. Um, oh, Graham, definitely hit. Graham Norton jokes about his wine again. Ivy drip of Sauvignon Blanc. But it's not a joke, is it, Graham? You can make out like it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Um, I've definitely met Graham. I've met Graham a few times, haven't you? 
I have as well. Yeah, I love Graham, but I mean, she loves wine. And she remember her ex-boyfriend came out and was like, she drinks five bottles of wine a night, which, to be fair, if you can um, afford it, why not? Yeah. Sounds like, I, what's um, wrong with that? Anything <laughs> wrong with that? No, yeah, I was, I, was, I was seeing somebody once, actually, this guy. He was, um, he was actually a model and he was really hot. And then um, he basically broke it off because he started going out with Graham Norton. Oh, well. Fuck you, Graham. I know, so I was a bit like, oh. And then, um, oh, do you know what? There's a, there is a story he, to it, but I'm not going to say a bit I'm not going to say on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Was, oh, I've seen him. I've seen Graham out with him, but he's not with him anymore, is he? This was, no, no, no. This was, this was ages ago, yeah. Um, I also thought Graham must have been sharing some of his wine with Joanna because she seemed quite drunk this episode. I mean, she was very, <laughs> she seemed like she was having a good time, lively, joining in with the jokes, even when the jokes were not that good, but it's nice to see someone embrace being there well i mean if you're joanna lumbly you she probably got there and she probably was like i mean you said it's quite long filming isn't it and they and there was there was a lot of outfits obviously because it's you know double the amount of queens because of the amount because of yeah two looks etc so i would think they probably serve a serve with champagne wouldn't you think Mm, i don't think they will have well i think if she asked for it they would give it her but i think um that would be in the dressing room i can't imagine her sat on the panel next to rue like drinking so i think there's There'll be microphones and wires. I think it it wouldn't be the done thing. Although I guess they'll have water. Oh, well, so. I mean, in, I mean, in breaks when they get when they go off and have a. Break. Oh yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, I mean, but Rue and Michelle both don't drink, and then well, at all. No, they're both sober. So maybe if her and Graham, I could imagine, yeah, teetering off and having a having a glass. So yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the Brit, the Brits certainly, the Brits certainly wouldn't be shy about having a booze in between takes, would they? Oh no, and Alan Carr would as well, wouldn't he? Oh, it. definitely. So, um, first up, it's Cheddar Gorgeous, who came out as the test card. And the little girl used to show up when... It was kind of when... Was it when reception was broken or signal was off? Or no, was it was at the end of the night after... Um, because basically... Oh, God, showing my age. Um, basically, the end, like, programmes would finish, um, usually about midnight, on um, BBC One and BBC Two. And then um, that, that would come up and it would be on all night. It wasn't just at night, though, because I remember seeing it. It used to come up at different times. I swear it did. Yeah, maybe if there was maybe if there was a lot of transmission, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was a really clever idea. I thought it was executed really well. It actually made me quite nostalgic. So I thought it was a big, big, big old hit for me. Yeah, tig old, bit, tig old bitties for me as well. Um, I, I mean, points off because I don't really like clowns. But um, other than that, I thought it was great. I actually thought Cheddar could have won this episode, so um, mm. she was mm-hmm. probably one of my options. John Bus came out as Blue Peter. I gave this a shit because I thought it was quite basic, quite obvious reference. It was quite basic. I mean, for considering what you could do, you could have like a whole proper Blue Peter ship on your head as a headpiece, make it amazing, and a whole like long, like gown, like a fucking, you know, like a tidal wave or something. There's so much you could have done with it. The this line of crap. cocaine, because that, who was it? Which <laughs> of the presenters that used to do that? Who got caught? Was it Tim? What was his name? Um, uh, uh, Bacon. Tim Bacon. Oh, Richard Bacon. Richard Bacon. There was, a, there was another one. He was called, he's quite handsome and he ended up on Emmerdale. He's called Tim something. Oh, it's gone. Tim Vincent. Yes, Tim Vincent. He was hot, wasn't he? He was kind of hot. Um, so, hit or a shit for John Bus. I give her a ship. 
Shit. Ah, ship. No, it was shit. I didn't like it. Uh, LaFell. A load of old shit. She did Pudsey, which I thought was a good idea, but I thought it was executed poorly. I give it a shit. This yeah, outfit's I'm a, a shit need. as well. Never mind Pudsey. Mm. Mm. It was just a bit basic, wasn't it? Yeah. It, look, it looked like a, it looked like a, um, like a design challenge. It did. Absolutely. Um, Sminty, with this Antiques Roadshow look, I thought was very fashion. I give it a hit. One of the better ones, I think. Yep, stunning. Loved it. Definitely a hit from me too. I think Sminty is one to watch, 100%. Definitely on the runway. Um, Baby, I have to admit, I can imagine you've been horrified by this, Sam. I don't know who Rastamouse is. What era is this? Should I know? Um... Oh, I didn't know either. Fuck, I meant to. I meant to look it up so I could be smug. Um, I can't remember. I mean, I've kind of heard the word before. I think it's a, car- it's not... I think it's a cartoon character. I think. Fuck the fucking. Oh my god. Are you having a meltdown? Should you I call someone? Yeah, I'm literally having a meltdown. I just put my hand on the radiator and it's literally boiling. I just burnt myself. Yes. Fucking, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> I really am melting. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So yeah, shit for me. Um, Dakota, she does horrible histories. Yeah. I gave this a shit. I thought it was um, horrible. Yeah, it was, again, it was a good idea, but really just poorly done. Poorly done. I thought Rastamouse was really good, by the way. I, I, dev, I, dev, I give it a hit. I gave Rastamouse a shit, but I don't really know who it is. So maybe it is really well done, but I just didn't get the reference. Um, I loved Danny Beard's Mr. Blobby. I gave this a hit. And the reference to Lee Bowery, I just thought it was all very striking and... Uh, yeah, and it was out. quite spooky. It was quite spooky as well. I mean, like personally, I hate Mr. Blobby. I, I, I couldn't stand Noel's house party at all. Like when everybody loved it, it really to get my tits because I'd be like, oh my god, seriously, this is utter shit. I thought you loved a crinkly bottom. No, I do know. Well, I, I like thought a, you were a crinkly bottom. I am a crinkly bottom, but I like a, a tight end. No, <laughs> um, and basically, I just and I remember it was. Um, Mr. Blobby versus Take That for number one, I think. And I was like, fuck you, Mr. Blobby. Hugely annoying. Mr. Blobby is annoying. And even though I did go through a phase of really liking Noel Edmonds, I did watch Noel's House Party and I did love Deal or No Deal. There is something over the years that seems quite creepy about him as well. So him and Blobby, because he made up Mr. Blobby, didn't he? I think it was his idea. Yeah, and I, and I, and I get it. Like he's, Mr. Blobby's supposed to be clumsy and annoying, but I just find him clumsy and annoying and not in a lovable way, just in a really annoying way. In the same way that sometimes I really find uh, Peter Griffin from um, Family Guy really annoying too, because he's just so stupid and annoying. Oh, I love Peter Griffin. And disrespectful. Yet, Mr. Blobby <laughs> actually ruins for me pink and yellow, because like, I remember when Olivia Lux wore a dress that was pink and yellow on American Drag Race. Obviously, they don't know who Mr. Bobby is, but whenever I see those two colours, that's all I think of, and I just hate it. And it's because Mr. Blobby's well, so it's gross. also like a... It, and it's also... It's like a... Um, it just reminds me of vomit. Like, fake vomit. Yeah, or like um, school school dinner pudding, kind of like with that yellow or pink custard. Or blancmange, yes. Oh, I used to call my vagina a blancmange. Um, so... <laughs> what? You used to call your vagina a blancmange? <laughs> What the fuck do you mean by that? I think I revealed too much there. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I think just me and a few of my friends at uni um, started thinking it was a funny word for a vagina, but I did not oh. call it my vagina because I did not have a vagina. So. Uh. Oh, I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> my blancmange often does bring tears to the eyes. Um, 
Oh, luckily you should watch out for Eddie Shove that round his blamonji did. Oh. <laughs> so, Just May has my favourite idea doing the Queen Vic bust, but I, I do agree that it was not executed the best and it actually really reminded me of Bag of Chips doing that Oscar thing that she did. Yes, it does remind you of that. So I kind of give it a hit because I find it quite campy and fun, but I do agree it's a bit rough around the edges. But I, I, mm, in these challenges, mm. I give a bit of points for creativity and I think it's a fun idea for BBC. Yeah, agreed. Um, so hit or shit for you? Um, I'm going to give it a bit of a hit because I did quite like... Cause, and the, I thought the, um, the bronze makeup was quite, was quite um, well done, I thought. I didn't give hit and shit of the weeks, by the way, because there's so many looks, I think it's quite hard to keep track of it. But probably my yeah. hit of the week is Cheddar's, one of Cheddar's, either the, the little the girl The second thing. one is my hit of the week. Cheddar's second one. We're going to get to that in a minute, but that's my hit. And then my, sh- my shit of the week is, is that Blue Peter one, let's say, because that was just so boring. Um, so Copper in this Two Soups thing, I gave this a hit and thought it was really fun and did not understand the criticism of it. Um, I mean, it is weird that Michelle criticised it by saying that it was like a too too much like the character, which is what it's supposed to be. So she's she's doing the character. That's the whole point of the challenge, right? So I don't see why she was criticised for that. But um, yeah, I mean, it just it just I mean, it looked it just I don't know, it just looked a bit ropey around the edges. So I mean, I can understand why they said it, but I you know I think it was better than they made out. Yeah, I thought it was a really clear idea. I thought it was a really fun reference. We all remember the Two Soup sketch and she acted it out and I just didn't really get... She seemed to be getting a bit of the Joe Black treatment this episode where it's just like, we don't get it, so it's shit. But I was like, well, I'm not sure right, it is yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, Starlet... I mean, if, you think, if you think about it, that could have happened to like Willow Pill, do you know what I mean? If, if they hadn't got it that first thing, it could have just been downhill, do you know what I mean? Just like, we've missed Absolutely, the point of this. So Starlet, she did Patsy, ironically given that Joanna Lumley is there. So she'd have, um, so she'd have, she'd have planned to do that before she knew it was Joanna Lumley, right? Yes, that would have been a coincidence. I mean, maybe there's a chance that maybe because the the producers know what looks they're bringing, maybe they had Joanna Lumley booked, but they specifically asked her to do the first episode, knowing that there was mm. someone doing her. But, oh, I see, um, right, yeah. But probably it was just a coincidence and that m- maybe they just hoped that someone would do Patsy because it it, it's probably fair to say with that many queens, someone's going to do her, a BBC. Mm. Like. Mm-hmm. And she did, and I thought she did it really well. I do like the fact that he said, um, Graham says that she's quite, that um, the character itself is quite drag queen-y and she's, isn't she, she's, isn't she that, um, mistaken for a drag queen a few times in the show, isn't she? Well, actually, the the character's meant to be trans. I think they referenced that a few times, that Patsy was born a male. I mean, it was a joke in the show. Oh, yeah! But um, I, obviously that wasn't a serious representation. It was more just a silly joke. Abfab is very, very silly. Obviously, mm. it's not to be taken too seriously. Probably would be cancelled these days if that came out. Um, so, <laughs> Pixie Polite as Del Boy. I loved the idea and I thought it was fun. It wasn't really that visually appealing but i give it a hit anyway yeah i give it a hit as well um and i liked what he said as well because that's basically you know everyone used to say my dad was like del boy and he loved only fools and horses and yeah and we just and we used to watch it together etc so um i'm fe- i'm feeling I've, I've got i've got that one in the feels so i give it a hit too but i again like i mean it was it's just sort of a little bit boring right from the waist down yeah del boy uh, Only Fools and Horses definitely reminds me of my dad as well. I think 
Mm. Most boys in this country of a certain age, you will have watched it with your dad, and it is. It's one of the reasons I yeah. can't really watch it now because it, it feels so nostalgic. It's almost too nostalgic that I actually yeah, find no, I it agree. upsetting. Um, <laughs> oh, darling! Uh, Black Pepper. We get another Mister Blobby. Two Blobbies. How lucky are you, Sam? Two Blamongers. Two two pussies. <laughs> uh, two fake sick pussies. Um, I don't know. This this the first one was way better than this. Sorry, I preferred the first one, but I like that they both had different takes, and I did like both. Peppers was more fashion. I don't mm. know if I necessarily would have known for sure it was Mister. I mean, I would have, I guess, said yellow and pink, Mister Blobby. The finger, the, the the spooky fingers were quite a giveaway because they were sort of like Blobby had those weird hands. Didn't he? Yeah, fair enough. Um, I still give her a hit, and then we go on mm. to the Who Are Yous, the Who's Who's of Who Are Yous. Um, her, I've heard you. <laughs> it's not down under anymore, thank God. Um, so Cheddar does a post-industrial non-binary deity. And, yeah. Fucking amazing. Hit of the week. I give it a hit of the week as well. I thought she looked amazing. Stunning. Um, John Bus did um, a repurposed version of her father's motorcycle outfit. So I give that a hit. I like that story. And I thought she looked good. Yep. Again. Agreed. These were these these all these were way better than the first round. Yeah. Well, I guess signature drag. You can actually pick out your best outfit that you have yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. have to course, order yeah. something. Lafille, she just wore something quite basic and red, and I give it a shit. I thought it didn't really tell me much about who she is. Yeah, and I, I get it. Obviously, she's talking about you know red Chinese, red being you know Chinese color, etc., etc. But you know, if you were going for the leaning into the Chinese thing, I mean, imagine how far she could have gone. It could have been incredible. Yeah, it was underwhelming. Um, Sminty, she did a renaissance white and black look with like a big sanitary towel hair. I gave this a hit. I loved the <laughs> contrast of like almost, was it like PVC or leather against like the white fluffy fabric? Yeah, it was amazing. Really good. Massive hit. Um, Baby, she did like a red puffer thing. Um, yep, love that too. I give it a shit. I just, it could have gone either oh, really? way. Oh, really? I liked it because it was... Um, and I liked she, she wanted to look like her nan's couch in Tottenham. <laughs> well, she didn't look bad, but I think this is a category signature drag where you really want to wow everyone. I don't think it's mm. one where just a fine look is going to uh, cut the cheese No, off. I agree. Like, this has to be, you know... And it's also the first show. It's people are going to get to know you by this specific outfit. So make it one of your best. It's almost as, it's almost as important as a finale outfit. Yeah, first impression. Denali. Dakota, little blue dress, and she has like a balls black muff hat. Um, I give it a shit. I just thought it was a bit too basic. I expected more. Yeah, not, not drag enough, was it really? No. Just uh, like a nice outfit to go to, you know, to go to Winter Wonderland in. Oh, God, Winter Wonderland, it's that time of year, isn't it? Um, Danny, <laughs> Danny Beard, she was wearing, like, foil concoction. For her, I actually found this quite underwhelming as well, um, so I gave it a shit, because I have high standards. Uh, no, I give it a hit, and I thought, the, the, if you just look at the makeup, though, that makeup was amazing. Well, her makeup's always going to be amazing, but I, I, mm. I get that she wanted to showcase her face, because that's, I think, her mm. iconic thing that she's known for, but I thought this was a time to elevate a little bit more. Um, yep. Just May, again, could have elevated this. The dress, it it wasn't hideous, but it just felt a bit basic, and I get, gave it a shit. Well, of course, I get, I get obviously, that it's a reference to um, what Jerry wore on the um, the tour, 
um, the most recent tour. So it is, I get it, it's kind of like a regal thing and it was pictures. But again, it was, you know, the, the like I do, they do comment on it, the makeup was just a bit, just a bit naff and samey. She said she can't really do makeup anyway. And yeah, I don't know, it just looked a bit cheap, didn't it? Yeah, she looks like a queen you would find just on the mic at a dingy gay bar, which is what she is, because mm. I've seen her at them. Um, <laughs> Have you? Yeah, the karaoke hall in Dalston. I've seen her on there, and she's very annoying. She's not even, she wasn't even funny there. So, <laughs> um, Copper, she comes out and does this reveal, which says ginger fag, and then it turns into ginger and Ginger and fabulous. fabulous. Yeah. So I did like that reveal. I like the whole message. I like the reclaiming. But I did agree it uh, it didn't look amazing. The idea was better than the look itself. Um, yeah, but I still yeah. give it a hit. I mean, you could have, thought... you could if you could have gone, you could have gone for it again. That's what I think with that one. You could have gone, could have made it more, more um, finesse. That's what it needed. Well, I, I mean, fabulous is not a word. So I would rather she'd somehow find a way to turn that G into a B, and then the, I think the message would have. Been a bit more. Maybe tear off the G. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit mortifying, but I still liked it. Um, Starla, uh, controversially, because everyone loved this one, coming out as a fairy, I thought this was a bit basic and a bit costumey, and I give it a shit. Um, no, I'm not giving it a shit. I also give this a hit. I, I think Starla, I mean, the wig was amazing. Do you not think? She looks beautiful, but I think she's always going to look beautiful. But I think she could have worn a more impressive outfit. It was just giving me pantomime fairy. Uh, yes, I get that. But you, I don't think you can criticise her for being beautiful and then coming on the, re- coming on the runway as beautiful. Well, I can, because I just did. <laughs> I said I don't think I said I said I don't think you can and you did so yeah shut my mouth really <laughs> uh, Pixie she came out as oh I hated this it was awful this, maybe this is my shit of the week it was like a pride sunshine thing but it looked so like it was made by a group of small children um, <laughs> it was, I mean I liked the thing flicking up for the rainbow but it just didn't make up for how just yeah, it did. Look, it did look very crafty, um, crafty like yeah. the um, like the 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 cloud or whatever. So I I like I liked it, but it was it was you know I, I was getting Nina West vibes. Yes, which is not the vibes you want to get because that is creepy as fuck. Um, Black Pepper, <laughs> she came out. Um, so it was kind of like an ode to, was it kind of an ode to Dairy Milk Chocolate, or. Quality Street, the purple one. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was Cadbury's, but it was it was Cadbury's without no, it was Cadbury's chocolate without saying Cadbury's because the the skin tone, the chocolate on her head, and it was the Cadbury's purple color. Yeah, so I did like it, but I, I thought the headpiece falling off should have counted as counted her out of uh, the race to win this episode. To be honest, I mean, I know things happen, but when when those people are, so many people were looking good i do think those little things are what decide it or not so i was surprised she got a pass for that um and i didn't mm. actually like the outfit that much and one of the things i loved about it was that the chocolate looked real and then when it fell off and i knew it was plas- seemed to be plastic then yeah i kind of um lost interest a bit I you lost she, the illusion i guess you couldn't have real chocolate cuz the lights in the studio it would start to melt wouldn't it but um um, yes. I mean, real chocolate, real chocolate would have been cool, but, um, not very practical. Because you've got to wear it for ages <laughs> under the yeah, light. So, so I still give it a hit, but I wouldn't give another win. Uh, so we get, find out who our safe queens are. They are Cheddar, which I th- th- thought was surprising. 
Jumpers, LaPhil, Baby, Danny, and Pixie. Are there any of them who you should have th- thought should have been in the top or the bottom rather than safe? Uh, I thought I thought Cheddar should have also, should have been in the top. At least um, at least Cheddar should have had critiques. Do you know what I mean? Told that she was amazing and then told she was safe. I reckon she's so pegged as a winner. They don't want to like do it episode one. I think they're gonna like give her yeah, her moment yeah. to shine once they've whittled it down a bit. Um, and also like and also it'll be like when she does something on the runway or in a challenge that's just mind-blowing, then everyone, then she'll win it then, do you know what I mean? She'll have to. Yes, I think so. So we get some critiques. They loved Sminty. Um, they thought Dakota lacked fun. They criticised Just May's makeup. And when Joanna Lumley says she needs less makeup, Just May looks absolutely horrified, which I loved. Um, <laughs> and also, and also uh, um, Michelle made me laugh out loud in this episode because she said, she said, that's she, rare. Where did, where did, yeah, I know where she, where Rue said, um, she used to work, did she, did she work with a makeup counter? She went, obviously not. And that was quite funny. Well, I love that as well because she said she worked in Westfield and Rue said she loves Westfield, the one in Stratford, which is one that I spent a lot of time at because it's near my house. And it makes sense that Rue's there a lot because it's near where they film Drag Race UK. And Rue is it, where, is, where, where do they film it? So they film it, um, it's sort of near Bow Studios. And then Rue stays at the Stratford Hotel, which I had lunch at last week. Um, it's quite fancy and it's right next to Westfield. So Rue must just, every time she's got spare time, be buying her designer clothes at the fancy shops in Westfield. Yep. <laughs> like Primark and Zara. No, I'm joking. And H&M. <laughs> I, went, I think I went to it when it opened. Do you remember when it opened, that one? And it was just, you could not move. It was so... I went, I went, I went to, like, an opening event there, and it was crazy. I don't remember when it opened, no. I think that was before I was in London. But um, since I've lived in that area, it's always been there. And it's, it's a stressful place, for sure. And I always thought it would be a target of a um, terrorist attack. I've always been wary of that. But I do <laughs> shop there a lot, regardless. I don't know why I've just had a feeling. Regardless, regardless of the, regardless of the terrorist attack that you've made up in your head, um, well, also I do. <laughs> I have reason to believe there is one. Let's just say that. No, no, um, no hard evidence. Otherwise, I would have reported it. Maybe you should share that with the police. Uh, but also, I think um, I think um, Strat- the Stratford to King's Cross on the um, on that on that fast line is amazing. Oh my god, you know, if there is a terrorist attack there now and anyone reports me, I'm going to have to be questioned by the police, aren't I? Because they're going to say, you knew it was happening. Absolutely would be, yeah. My only... Let me be transparent then. The only reason I think that is because there was something that was classified as a terrorist attack in the area a few years ago when a man got stabbed at Leightonstone Station. And there are just... It seems to be a hotbed of terrorists in that area and it's obviously just the main target there. That's my only evidence. I don't know anything beyond that. So let's move we've on. Really, we've really, we've we've really covered quite a lot of bases in this episode. <laughs> Rex from Big Brother's Dick and terrorist attacks in supermarkets. Oh, not supermarkets. What's it called? Shopping malls. And don't forget, don't forget that your, your nickname for your own vagina as well. Let's not forget that. <laughs> My blamanche. <laughs> God, I can't believe I said that. Um, so Graham criticizes Copper, saying he could have made those letters himself on Ginger Fag, but um, gave her a chance to tell the story about reclaiming it, which I liked. Um, Joanna Lumley gets to tell Starlet that she loved her Patsy to her face, but Rue calls her timid again. And then, and then we get Black Pepper crying because her parents are going to get to see her in drag, but mortifying herself by dropping her chocolate everywhere. But I don't see why 
so her parents, so she doesn't, her parents don't know that she does drag, or they're going to see it for the first time, because they haven't been to one of her shows, or she doesn't want them to see it, or it's going to be a surprise, I didn't really understand. Yeah, I don't, I assume she, I assume they know she does drag, but they've never come to see her, so this will be the first time, because it'll be unavoidable, she'll, they'll have to see her, because she's on national TV, um, but yeah, it was hard to tell if they were happy or sad tears. So, and then in the workroom, well, um, untucked, Cheddar says she'd like to see more nerves from Danny, and Danny promptly bursts into tears and gives her exactly <laughs> understood the assignment. I love, I love this bit, and then has a massive self-referential moment, saying, "I hate it when other queens do this. It's so, it's so selfish, and no, not selfish, so self-centered." And then, so that's that's very British, wasn't it? Self-deprecation directly after you've just cried. Yes, I do like these queens for that. So, in deliberations, <laughs> Rue said that Starlet's entrance outfit was the best outfit that's ever walked into the workroom, which I found very, very shocking to you. Not that it was bad, but I couldn't even remember it. I can't... Um, certainly quite a bold statement. For, and a super, I mean, she looked amazing, but it's quite the superlative, isn't it? And, um, but, I mean, some... What about all the ones in Drag Race All-Stars? Some of their entrances were fucking amazing. I think Rue doesn't see a lot of them. Honestly, she, she must see all of them because she always comes in once they've entered, doesn't she? So, yeah, that's quite weird. I mean, I remember... Yes, you're right. She would have seen them all. Rue does have weird taste because I remember once she said it about Sugar Cane's dress, which was a nice purple dress, but Rue said it was her favourite of all time. So she does like quite simple dresses. But um, she's prone to hyperbole, let's say. And just sometimes saying it's the best thing ever when it's just... Hyperbole! Am I pronouncing it wrong? No, you're right. That's what I call a bowl of cocaine, hyperbole. Um, so... <laughs> it's, like, it's like when people say guacamole. <laughs> a bit, nice bit of guac. Amy Winehouse, let's get back to guac. Um, Rue Paul says... I've, I'm, do, I'm doing guacamole tonight, actually. My patented guacamole with a secret ingredient. Everybody always wants me to bring it around if they're having Mexican. And I'm doing it tonight. What's the secret ingredient? Crystal meth? I'm not going to say now, am I? Will you not tell me? I'll tell you, but I'm not saying it on the podcast. I bet it's fucking lemon juice. God, that's not really secret, is it? Everybody puts lemon juice in it. The se- my secret ingredient is avocados. <laughs> I bet it is um, chilli. No. Because that'd be quite obvious, wouldn't it? I bet it is um, butter. No, it's a spoonful, just a spoonful of fresh shit. <laughs> I really thought you. Were, I really thought you were going to tell me that, so it really got me off. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, RuPaul has never heard of Mr. Blobby, which a lot of people are calling for RuPaul and Michelle. Thank not, God for Ru. Not to judge these because they don't get the references and. Um, I don't know. I mean, as long as someone shows her beforehand, she obviously got the reference enough to give Pepper the win, who did Mr. Blobby, but um, I don't know. It's quite weird that they're hosting the show and it's about British references and they don't know any of them. Also, I always, I always thought that um, that was on... The Knowles House Party was on ITV, but obviously it wasn't. No, it was definitely BBC. Yeah, because otherwise... Yeah. Someone would have noticed this. Pointless thing to say, really. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they would have told. They would have told them, wouldn't they? Really. So then, s- I think I would have gone as Moira Stewart from the news. I think I would have gone as Myra Hindley because she was featured on BBC News quite a lot in the nineties yeah. and eighties. Oh yeah, that's that's great, and she does have a lot of fans. So you know, you'd have 
You'd have you'd have been quids in there. If they did blonde icons on the runway, I could also do her for that or mm-hmm. uh, killer mm-hmm. queens. Um, so we get Sminty being safe, Starlet being safe, and then Black Pepper gets the win. So what did you think of that? Oh my god! I didn't agree with it actually. I I did think that Cheddar should have won. I mean, I loved I loved. Um, I don't think either of the blobbies should have won really because um, I just don't think they were. That's good. But um, I just think it should have been Cheddar. Sorry. Yeah, I think it should have been Cheddar. But I think Cheddar will get her wins. Don't you worry. And then Copper is safe, which is good. Because I thought if she had been put in the bottom, which seemed like they were heading that way, I thought that would have been a bit of a travesty given. Copper wasn't safe. She was. No, she was in the... Copper Top was in the bottom. Yeah, but I mean, after this bit, then they declared her not in the final two, the bottom two. Oh, right. Oh, right. And, and then we find out it's just May versus Dakota, which I did think was a fair bottom two. And they get to lip sync to Let Them Know by Mabel, which was a song... Let Them Know! It's a song that I'm definitely familiar with because it gets played a lot, but I didn't, know it was Ma- I didn't know it was Mabel. It's a tune. And you know who Mabel's mum is, don't you? Mabel's mum is... I believe I do know this. It's just going to take me a second to get it. Mabel's mum is... Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I do know this. I do know this. I do know this. I do know this. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Sad. Well, same surname as the first name of a a queen that sadly passed away this week. Valentine. No, it's gone. Who is it? Nana Cherry. You said the the last name of a queen that passed away, not the first name. Uh, Oh, no, I meant the last name of the pop star. Okay. Well, yes, Nina Cherry, uh, Buffalo Stance, and Seven Seconds Away, Just As Long. Raw like, Su- Raw like Sushi is one of the best albums ever written. I was listening to it the other day. It's fucking... Have you listened to the whole album? No. It is amazing. I'm telling you to go and listen to it today. It is a party record. Fine, I will listen Brilliant. to it. But I will say one of my favourite songs of all time is actually Eagle Eye Cherry, Save Tonight, which I used to have as the song that would wake me up in the morning on back when... I think that is her... Is, isn't it her, is her brother, isn't it? Her half-brother or step-brother? Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. I'm not just randomly mentioning it. It's her brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> Save Tonight. I don't know what... He had that one song and then that was that, wasn't it? Well, he had the Seven Seconds Away one with Nina Cherry. That They duetted for that. That was a big No, hit. that's Yusu and... That's Yusu and and, um, and Nina Cherry. Oh, is it? I thought it was him. Oh, well... No. Yeah, I think he is a bit of a one-hit... I think he... I was going to say he became homeless, but I'm thinking of someone else. Mm. That was, cher- <laughs> that was cherry, cherry Pie. <laughs> <laughs> She's made a comeback now on, in drag. She's posting again new looks on her Instagram. She's trying to get famous No again. way. Yes, she is. And she gets loads of comments all supporting her as well. And hardly any trolling her. Wow. You better, you better start up your game then, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually email her asking if we could do an interview just because I thought it'd be really interesting. But she has not replied. Or maybe she has, but under a different name. Who knows? Um, so let's talk about... She might, no, she's, she's probably replied and asked, asked to see your penis. <laughs> oh, shit. I sent my picture of my blancmange to someone. I bet it's her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and before I sent the picture, I added a tiny spoonful of shit to my blancmange because that is my secret ingredient. <laughs> um, so what did you make of this lip sync? Um... Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was good. I mean, I love the song. It was great, and um, 
Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was fairly obvious who was going home, wasn't it, really? Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised by Dakota. I thought she really served a lot of confidence and she Mm, just seemed like a natural performer, which I wasn't expecting. And just May was just there, really. Um, So I did think Dakota Mm. destroyed her and... Um, yeah, just made it left. It does me wonder a little bit why they cast her because she doesn't really show a lot of range in this in this episode. Like, just and you, you know, you've said that she wasn't very good, so it's, it seems like an odd choice to cast her. Well, if you if you cast a bunch of queens who are all amazing, then when you send someone home first, you potentially are sending home someone who could have been a great asset to the franchise. So I do think they always in mind pick two or three queens that they do not mind cutting loose quite early on. Fillers, um, and I definitely think Just May was that. Mm. Um, and I think those queens still, if they randomly be- do something amazing, they will be rewarded and production will work around that surprise. But I think generally they, there are people earmarked to leave first and just may serve that role perfectly. Yeah. And she says before she left, thanks for having me, I'll see you later. And then goes, get fucked, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> was quite funny. Um, very Aussie. And then, Get fucked. And then she's quite like, she says it's iconic going home first. And she says, just like Jerry, I've made an early exit, which is quite a. She was actually funnier in her exit than she was throughout the whole episode. And she admitted she <laughs> yeah, was a shit lip syncer. So I like when they're honest about that. And then Black Pepper's house. She said she was a shit lip syncer and she said that she could only do one face of makeup. So, I mean, this is why I'm saying, like, <laughs> what were the credentials to, to cast her? Well, I think she was cast to leave and now she's fulfilled that. Yeah. Um, did you notice at the end they're all dancing around and Black Pepper's chocolate hat fell off again? God, Black Pepper's chocolate hat. <laughs> what kind of sentence is that? Um... <laughs> Black Pepper's chocolate hat. Black Pepper's chocolate hat. And next week we're getting headliners at Yastonbury, which is a really fun idea. I'm surprised they took this, this long to do that, actually. I predict yeah. that Danny will win that episode because we know that she's a good singer. And was... I predict a riot. <laughs> Watching the people get Larry, it's not very pretty, I tell thee. And was that fucker Twigs on the panel? <laughs> FKA Twigs. I know it's FKA Twigs. Just... Fucker Twigs. <laughs> was that her or was get it fuckered. someone else? It was for a brief second, so I didn't clock who it was. Um, I didn't I didn't see, but I, I think I've seen that she is in this season, so if you thought it was her, it probably is. Yes, I think that's her. And... Um, we're going to leave now and Sam's, Sam's going to tell me his real secret ingredient off air and I can't wait. And until then, we have nothing to do but click it out. Click, 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 click. click, click. click.